The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome back. I'm so excited about the lineup that we've got in the upcoming weeks. There's some amazing guests that will be appearing, one of which is tonight that I'll go into in just a minute. But we've got guests such as Ricky Byers-Beckwith next week, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Jack Canfield, Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes, some really amazing, beautiful voices in the world and some empowering information that they're going to be sharing. In addition, I want to announce the release of the November-December issue of 1111 Magazine. It is out in stores now at Barnes & Noble and also available online as a digital online subscription. We will be discontinuing the print as of January in support of our natural resources and also to be able to provide you the complete archived editions as well online. So check that out and come and start to subscribe to the online edition of 1111 Magazine. The November-December issue features... Uh, self-care, the art of self-care, and some of the major articles in there are by Barbara Marks Hubbard on the birth of 2012, Jack Canfield, as well as Jean Houston and Ayama Van Zant. So some amazing information in that issue as well. My guest tonight is uh, ranking right there with all of those names that you have just heard, and she is amazing in the way that she is reaching people of many ages, and she's doing it with style and pizzazz and a lot of ing. And we'll find out more about what that is. But how does a New York City publicist and party girl turn into a guru for the next generation? In her new book, Spirit Junkie, A Radical Road to Self-Love and Miracles, Gabrielle Bernstein shares the story of how she transformed her life, offering her spiritual journey as a guidebook for readers looking to overcome fear, change their perceptions, and create a life that they are psyched to wake up for. And what you may not realize is she had to go through that dark period that you're going to hear about, and she's come through the other side and is just helping people all over. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Gabrielle Bernstein to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Gabrielle. It's wonderful to be with you. It's so good to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk about this. I think you're doing some wonderful things just with all of the work that you do. I know you do a lot of workshops and speaking and your coaching groups, and you've published Spirit Junkie, and prior to that you published Add More Ing to Your Life, A Hip Guide to Happiness, which is another amazing book that I'd suggest my readers to go out and buy. And then also uh, in September you released uh, a a meditation CD called Meditating, which I thought was just a wonderful play on words. So I want people to know who you are if they don't, and I want them to understand how real you are, that you have come 
from a place that so many people reach and and oftentimes don't think that they, get, that they can get out of. So first, before we get into what the book and everything is about, I'd like for them to just get an understanding of where you were, where that point of change came that made you say, there's more that is within me that I need to find. There have been many moments throughout my life where I have felt this divine spirit intervention. Uh, but the big one for me, the big turning point for me, was October 2nd, 2005, when I really had recognized that my search for happiness was not going to be fulfilled from an outside source and that all of the desire to look and search and and manipulate and control my outside circumstances to be happy was not the solution. And at that that time, I was 25 years old, and I was having a quarter-life crisis, and I was really, really stuck and really unfulfilled and and, and really caught up in a lot of negative patterns as a result of looking for my peace from sources that are far beyond the real source. And so at that time, I really, I said to my intuition and my spirit and, and to the universe, I said, I need a miracle. This is not working. And I woke up on October 2nd, 2005, and I heard an inner voice that said, get your life clean and you will live a life beyond your wildest dreams. And I've been listening to that inner voice ever since. And every moment of every day raising my awareness of inner peace and happiness and really opening my heart to really strengthen a fulfilling connection to spirit and really live in a way that is not about an outside source but looking for my peace and happiness from within. Well, and one thing that I want to go into because because the, the title of even your book, Spirit Junkie, is kind of a play on words and some people may not know that you really went through quite a few different addictions, whether it was the work addiction or whether it was a relationship thing or whether it was uh, partying or the drugs and all of that. And so instead of being one type of junkie, this is another thing that you've allowed yourself to fall into, but this is a good part of us. This is, this is who we are. And the piece that I think made the biggest change for you or, or is, is the miracle that showed up in your life at that time was A Course in Miracles, an amazing text. If I'm correct, mm-hmm. please correct me if That's I'm wrong. Right. Yes, exactly. And, and, and to your point, exactly. When I was looking for all that happiness in all the wrong places, it was coming in the form of love addiction and drug addiction and work addiction and food addiction and, and just trying to anesthetize my discomfort with all of these outside quote-unquote solutions. But as we all know, that is not the answer. Those are not the real solutions. And once I decided to get my life clean, I have since that time been living a life of sobriety, but also been sober of other of all those other addictions based on my own personal reconditioning. And through the guidance of the metaphysical text, of course, in miracles, I have been on a very steadfast journey inward to transform my fear-based belief systems and remember my loving mindset and unlearn all of the negativity that I had chosen to believe in. And so that's what I've been doing for the past six and a half years is really just growing my faith in love and growing my faith in, in, in miracles and strengthening my awareness of the loving presence in every corner of my life rather than holding that focus on the fear. And, and that's, that's what A Course in Miracles has given me. And you're helping to share that message, particularly with the next generation. And one thing I'd like to mention is so often the degree of wisdom that you have reached, it takes many people to get to their late 40s, their 50s, their 60s, you know, to a really late stage in life to even achieve just a bit of what you've already attained through the Course in Miracles in your life experience and introspection. 
and you're coaching people and speaking to a generation that is also young. And I want to bring about the question of what do you think within you allowed you this opening at a younger age than most people experience it? And also, what is it about the generations now that are so much more open and ready, even though they're experiencing the chaos, they seem to be at a place where they understand that there's a greater truth earlier than, than past generations have? So I believe that the, the souls of my, of my generation, we chose to come back at this time to wake up early, many of us. And, and it's, 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 it's part of the contract that, that we all signed at this time of being here. And, and there is, as we all know, a very massive awakening, a lot of light coming forward as a result of needing to be a beautiful balance for all the darkness. And so I believe for myself that when my, when my soul ch- decided to come back at this time and said, okay, we got a, we got a lot of work to do and it's going to happen fast and it's going to happen in a form that is, that is a younger age and a younger body and the messenger will be teaching in a relevant form that will be easy for this new generation to follow. And so that's the nice thing what of Course in Miracles offers us is once we find the Course, then Spirit begins to work through us, but most importantly, Spirit works through us in an authentic way to who we are. And so a Course teacher can teach the exact same message just from the way that is authentic to them. And for me, that voice of spirit is coming through in the form of a 31-year-old woman who, is, who started teaching at 25 and who wears high heels and says curse words sometimes and is very relevant for this new generation of seekers. And I, I welcome that and I embrace that and I recognize that as part of what is necessary for this time so that we can really bring as much light and as much power to the world given the uncomfortable circumstances of this time. Well, and I think what it also does is it brings a different image to what spirituality had to look like because we're so good at compartmentalizing and putting things into boxes and saying things have to look a certain way that we need individuals to come forward and step into their power and be willing to be unique and be themselves regardless of what others may think or how the rest of the world has been doing it. And that does take courage. So where did you discover the courage, and what was that walk from fear to courage? So for me, uh, once I made the commitment to be a teacher, it was really clear that I had no choice. It was like, uh, you know, even before I had had my turning point of really recognizing that spirit was to be my guide and that I was going to be living a, a spiritual life and be a spiritual teacher, I always had the psychic intuition that I was here to lead and share transformational messages. Even at my darkest hour, I had that hit, and I knew that that was a commitment that I had made in this time. And so that might have also been really why I felt such a tremendous amount of guilt and discomfort when I wasn't living in that truth. And when I made that commitment and I made that shift, it, it really has not been hard or uh, difficult to, to be authentic in this way. I believe when you live in your authentic truth, then the universe conspires with you. And so, truthfully, I have, I have, have I just received a lot of support. I, I don't, you know, whether it's support from the media or support from, from old school metaphysicians, right, that my teachers have shown up and they're not balking at the fact that I'm wearing a short skirt and high heels on my cover. They're saying, that's who you are. That's truthful to you. And, and that's, 
that's how you're teaching. That's, that, that, that's your authentic truth. And I think any true spiritual teacher will know and recognize that to be a real guide, you have to be you. You have to be your truth. And, and so, that's, that, so to be very honest, I actually haven't felt much discomfort in making that decision. It's been the easiest decision I've ever made. And everything I do is, is really supported, and, and, and it continues to be. And, and do you think that that's a belief system that you carried? Because so many people right now are trying to find their purpose or are afraid of stepping into their purpose or s- stating that voice that is just calling from within to be expressed. And they don't know how to actually make that leap and move beyond that fear. So what would you say to those individuals? So everything that I teach is not about how to find your purpose, but really how to release the blocks to the presence of the purpose that is already within you. And so each of us all have a divine purpose. We all have a beautiful, inspiring voice within. And the issue is is that we've forgot to listen. There's a line from A Course in Miracles is that a tiny mad idea shows up and we forget to laugh. And the more we forget to laugh, the more we live in a delusional, fear-based mentality. And that fear is what blocks us from really living on purpose and and connecting to our truth. And so the work, once again, is not about how do I get there, how do I find that purpose, it's how do I release all the blocks, how do I release that fear-based mind to get to that place. So the first step is, is a beautiful step, which many people that are on this call right now have already taken, which is to have the willingness to change. And when you have that willingness to change, you're guided to magazines like 1111 or you're guided to books like Spirit Junkie or you're guided to the teacher that you need. And it's that beautiful age-old saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, which is, which is absolutely the most divine truth, which is that when we are ready, we can be guided to everything that we need to release those blocks and reconnect to that presence of love. And so it's, it's, it's a commitment. It's a practice. It's a decision to remember love and a decision to transform your thoughts one moment at a time. There's an infinite amount of tools and and guidance in this world that is available to us all, whether it comes through spiritual books, whether it comes through lectures, whether it comes through magazines or radio shows like this. But when we have that willingness to change, that's when we're guided to all of those teachers. And my guest today is Gabrielle Bernstein. She is the author of Spirit Junkie. And this is a wonderful book because like so many people out there who are looking for happiness or love in all the wrong places, who are putting their energies into their relationships and their career and their shopping and their party scenes or any of these things that are taking their attention away from what's really important, they get to a point where they hit bottom and understand that none of this works and that's when the miracle shows up. These days, young women and want happiness, not more stuff. They're more interested in green juice, yoga, and meditation than nightclubs and the latest fashion trends, says Gabrielle Bernstein. Her book, Spirit Junkie, is a guidebook for those on that journey. And she has an additional book entitled Add More Ing to Your Life, a hip guide to happiness, in addition to a new meditation CD called Meditating. You can find out more about Gabrielle at gabbyb.tv, and you can find out about the different events, workshops, and products that she has, along with the blogging that she has, wonderful videos. We'll be right back with Gabrielle Bernstein. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. 
Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Spirit Junkie, A Radical Road to Self-Love and Miracles is the new book by Gabrielle Bernstein with a foreword by Marianne Williamson. It's broken up into three parts. There's a detour into fear, which explains how your minds go wrong and why we become so accustomed to the fearful way of being. And then there's the answer, which provides a roadmap to serenity, explaining the necessary tools for reconditioning your mind back to peace and joy. Finally, there's the miracle, which explains how to maintain your happiness and share it with the world. Gabrielle Bernstein is a wonderful coach, lecturer, and author that is helping the next generation recognize the road to happiness and self-love and miracles through her work. And I'd like to also bring your attention to her previous book, Add More Ing to Your Life, A Hip Guide to Happiness, which has helped to establish her as a mentor and spiritual big sister to young women worldwide. Her position as a leader in the new spiritual movement has been further cemented via her worldwide lecture circuit, weekly blogs on Gabby B. TV, life coaching work with thousands, and her online presence as the founder of HerFuture.com, a social networking site dedicated to helping women find mentors. Welcome back, Gabrielle. It's wonderful in, to be back. Thank you. In the, uh, in the course of writing this book, I felt that when I was reading it that it also must have been extremely cathartic going back and writing much of this and going through what had been part of the journey, and oftentimes... We go through what we are going through at a pace where we, we feel present and we see it happening, but sometimes even to that degree, we don't fully experience it until we look back at it. Tell me what the process of writing this book and your other book, um, Adding More Ink to Your Life, what that was like for you in terms of your own journey and how you've impacted lives, even just by going through that process. Yeah, writing this book has been was such a cathartic spiritual experience for me. Uh, anyone that has a chance to write their story, whether it be you're writing your own memoir or you're just telling your story. Oh, and I think we have had a technical issue and um, have lost 
uh, Gabrielle, we will get her back on the line. I'll have my engineer get her back on the line. But in the meantime, I would like to uh, take you through some of the uh, a beautiful witnessing meditation that happens to be in the book, and that would be for you to sit up straight in your chair, and this is right from the book Spirit Junkie. Sit up straight in your chair with your feet firmly planted on the ground. Gently breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. And allow yourself just to settle into a place of relaxation. Breathing the air in and out. And continue to breathe. Now taking in these statements. I welcome guidance. Breathe out. I'm willing to see the truth. Breathe in. I'm fearless. Breathe out. I was actually telling people about a wonderful witnessing meditation that you have in the book uh, where you really allow people to breathe in and out and and take in statements and release statements uh, that help them to understand uh, how to go back and witness themselves. And as they go through this meditation, then there's some questions that they can ask, such as what am I afraid of and how do I attack myself and how do I attack others and how do I bring my past fears into the present and future. And it is so much about this witnessing. And I think you were telling us how cathartic the writing of the book was in in helping you even come back to realizing certain parts of your life and witnessing. So please continue. Yeah, so, so it is exactly that. I mean, as, as a student of A Course in Miracles, what we are taught to do is to become the witness of, a cor- of our ego, to become the witness of our fear, and to witness the fear without judgment. The Course teaches, do not judge your ego with your ego. And so in, in this experience of witnessing how fear had been present throughout my life and witnessing how I had taken all these different moments of right actions towards releasing that fear, how transformational that was for me it was just tremendous and and then as i guide readers to do the same and that's and that's been the nice experience of writing this book was that i could take my life's experience and all of the things that i have gone through and then give readers all the tools and lessons i've used to transform my fears and say rather than saying here's how you have to be like me but instead say here are some tools for you to crack open and create a spiritual relationship of your own understanding and really give people that gift of opening their heart to their own spiritual relationship. And there are quite a few processes. There are several meditations throughout the book. There are questions that uh, you offer that they can use to reflect back on themselves. And then you take them through some of your own scenarios where uh, you've experienced something so that they really identify with that type of experience or something similar in their own life. So that's very powerful because oftentimes we have to know the journey of another to to even start to look at our own journey or identify that maybe we're not the only broken one or that there are other people that are powerful in the world and can still sometimes be afraid or still sometimes fall into ego or still sometimes um, recognize that there's even more power that they can step into. That's exactly right. And I think so many of my readers are so so grateful that I put my story out there with a really truthful, in a truthful way because it's just an opportunity for them to look at it and say, I'm not alone. And for so many of us, we, you know, we think when we're stuck in our own fear-based delusions that we're the only ones who suffer. And that's absolutely not the case. We all suffer in some form and we all 
have our own projections that we need to heal, and we're all here to heal our minds. And when we get that and we accept that, that's when we can really begin the process of living to our fullest. Now, in the book, you go into the ing again, and and many people may not know uh, what that means or may not have been familiar about your previous book, which was Add More Ing to Your Life. So tell us a little bit about what that ing really is. So ing is the voice of inspiration. That's the voice of our intuition and the loving, powerful voice that tells us that we can transform that fear, that loving voice that says, yes, you can make money in a recession or you can have that relationship that you want. It's your loving presence. In Spirit Junkie, I refer to ing and spirit in a synonymous way. They're, they're, pretty, they're pretty interchangeable. And the first book that I wrote was really about bulldozing all of our fear-based patterns so that we can clear the blocks to the presence of love. And whereas in Spirit Junkie, I take it another step further. I give more of a deeper understanding of A Course in Miracles and obviously tell my own story. And I, I wrote Spirit Junkie in response to many of my Ing readers because those Ing readers came to me and said, we love the Ing book, our Ing is on, we love this work, but we want to know more about you. And back to that original point I was making was that as a spiritual teacher, we have to be willing to tell our story and tell our truth and, and recognize that our experience is part of the way that we teach. And it's just been a gift to be able to, to have both of these books and I'm actually working on my third book now, which is called The Levitarian Way, and it's a 40-day mind cleanse. And I've, I've, whatever time I'm writing a book, I'm writing about what I'm practicing at that time. And so it, it's, really, it's really nice to be able to teach in a way that's just relevant to where you're at. And, and that, that was the case with the Ing book. When I wrote the Ing book, I was really, really proactively getting my Ing on. <laughs> And it was just such a fun book to write because it was just telling people, here's what I did. Here's what you well, do. I know from my own experience, when I write you know, in the 1111 Mag- magazine or anything that I'm writing, it's always for myself first, and then it's for everyone else. And I think you know, that's the way it is for each one of us. As I, I interviewed Shakti Gwain for our January issue this morning, and she was saying the same thing, that, that everything she writes, all the workshops she does, she does them first for herself and then for others. And that's how we end up impacting the world because we've done something to discover more of who we are, heal more of who we are, and expand more of who we are. And then it happens to touch other people that need to hear that same passion or that same wording or voice so that they can match to it or vibrate to it as well. And I think that's what you're doing. It's funny that you just said Shakti's name because um, so when we let our ing work through us, we are given the guides that we need to grow, right? And <laughs> Uh, when I was first writing the Ing book, and this was in 2009, I was, you know, I was, fear was present because I had never written a book and I had, ego had told me years ago, I was, you know, in sixth grade I was told I was stupid and so I chose to believe in that. And so that fear came back when I was 29 and writing a book. Oh, you have eighth grade English, how do you write a book? And so I, I was praying for guidance and I was praying for inspiration and I was praying for, for, for whatever God wanted to give me to open me up to recognizing that I, of course, can write and, of course, can be a messenger in the written word, not just as a speaker. And so at 3 o'clock in the morning, I was awakened by my spirit, and I 
uh, you know, just got up, walked directly to my bookshelf. And at the time, I had a full wall that was an entire bookshelf. And the book I pulled off the shelf was Shakti's book, Living in the Light, mm. which I had never read. I don't even know how I got it. I don't know how I got it. It, it just is on my bookshelf. It was someone else's book. It had been underlined. So, <clears throat> Somehow it had managed to find its way to my bookshelf. That was the book I pulled off the shelf. I read it that night. I didn't go to sleep. I read it that night. And what it taught me was all I have to do is write in my voice. All I have to do is, because she does such a beautiful divine job of just writing in her voice. Yeah. Teaching, just teaching. There's, there's just no pretense. It's just this is who I am. And, and making spirituality, high-level spirituality, so easy to digest. And so she gave me permission to do that. And, and that's exactly what I needed. And that's a beautiful story and example of how when we're ready, we will be given whatever we need to take the next right action. And that is just the synchronicity because you will learn more about Shakti Gwain on December 8th on 11.11 Talk Radio and in the January-February issue. And when things show up repeated times, it is time for you to listen. I am with Gabrielle Bernstein. Her website is gabbyb.tv, and she is the author of Spirit Junkie, A Radical Road to Self-Love and Miracles. In this wonderful book, it's not a guidebook on how to get happiness, but rather how to connect to your true source of happiness within. These are personal anecdotes about how she overcame her fearful mind to become the happiest person she knows, how she translates the principles of A Course in Miracles to make them more accessible and relevant to her generation. The important role physical movement can play in developing spirituality. How to find power in seemingly powerless situations. Her practical approach to beginning and growing your meditation practice. And the power of the F word, and it's not the one you think. We'll be right back with Gabrielle Bernstein. It's GabbyB.TV. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. My guest today is Gabrielle Bernstein, and she is the author of Spirit Junkie, a radical road 
to self-love and miracles. And she's worked hard to transform her life of fear into one of joy. She shares the life-changing lessons that she's lived and learned in the hope that other young women will be guided to do the same. Gabrielle says the most valuable gift that she has to offer is her life creed. She's lived every word in this book and transformed herself through the stories that she shares. She still loves bright high heels, soy milk lattes, tight jeans, and she doesn't need them to be happy, but she's not afraid to be who she is. She was once a strung-out drug addict seeking self-worth from the outside. Today, she knows how to turn inward and receive all the happiness she's been seeking. I urge you to get Spirit Junkie, The Radical Road to Self-Love and Miracles. And while you're at it, go ahead and order Add More Ing to Your Life, A Hip Guide to Happiness. Her third piece that she's released this year is called Meditating, and it's unlike any other relationship program out there. This is an 11-track guided meditation by best-selling author Gabrielle Bernstein, and it helps you release romantic illusions, overcome fears and insecurities, and activate your attracting power and manifest love into your life. So if you're looking for love, you need to go get Meditating, which uh, is a wonderful play on words. Welcome back, Gabrielle. It's um, it's great to talk to you because you really bring a different uh, flair and spunk to the whole conversation of spirituality, and it really does touch that generation in the way that they need to be touched. What are you finding out about that next generation? Is there any uh, anything that stands out or, or a big aha that you have received just in teaching people? Well, it's a generation of of very empowered beings <laughs> there is a real uh, a real sense of self-worth and self-entitlement um, it, it sometimes it's, it's a duality between this, this belief system of yes I can that's battling a belief system of the world that says no you can't right? the outside belief systems of the recession, the economy, the war all the things that we are up against and so I think that brings even more trauma to someone's mind, it, 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 it can be very, very traumatic. It sort of had that, that, that duality of, yes, I can inside really loud versus the world's, no, you can't. And so I think that there's, there's a common thread of, of discomfort based on that. Um, I witnessed a lot of my contemporaries just, just really believing they can start big businesses be of service to the world, do great things, given, given what they've seen in, 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 in their contemporaries, like friends that, that create little companies like Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when we see our, our, our fellow Gen X and Wires create these businesses and have these successes and be of high service to the world, it's a beautiful, beautiful power of example for each of us to say, okay, well, the light I see in them is a reflection of my inner light, but in the same breath, there's a lot of negativity that combats that. So I think that there's, there's an energy of, of uh, a, a function of, of feeling stuck and a function of feeling uh, pulled in either direction. And what I'm here to do is just, just be a, you know, a great can opener that's just there to say, let's crack you open, awaken you to your true power so that you can let that sense of self-entitlement get to work in a very powerful way. Well, and as I was reading through the book, you you began um, as a publicist. You started different companies. You were successful, and and you were making a name. And then there was a, a part of specialness that started to land on you, and the ego started to fall into there. And some of that said, "I've already hit it," and other parts of it said, um, "I'm afraid of what I've already hit." And I'd like for people to understand that 
regardless of where we are, there's that opportunity for ego to still step in and that there's something that we can do with that ego. Can you talk about your experience of that and how sometimes our success is what we think our success is, but there's even a bigger doorway that we have to walk through? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I was talking, I've been talking a lot since I've been on the road in the past two months for my book tour. It's just really talking a lot about how the successes, the outside successes that I had achieved at a young age, you know, starting a business at 21 and running this PR business and living a fast-paced life and thinking I was, you know, so great because I could walk into nightclubs without any problem and be this person, that all of those sort of seemingly outside success, successful things were quite insignificant in comparison to what types of success we can experience when we tune inward and we recognize that we are, when we start to function from a more powerful place, we start to tap into our inspiration and our intuition and lead from a place of true service. And so I think it's very important for anyone that's listening that has that inner calling to be of high service to the world in whatever form that comes to recognize that that can't come from a big to-do list, an outside hustle. It has to come from spiritually aligned action. And when we clear all of our blocks and we become a clear, clean channel to receive intuitive guidance, then we are given all the resources we need to show up in a big way. We are given all of the inspiration we need to do creative work. We are given all of the guidance we need to learn more and love more and provide more. And we're hooked up. And, and it's, it's really our job, our first job as leaders, as teachers, as people who want to make an impact and have a footprint on this world, it, our first job is to heal our own mind. And I, I have a great, I heard, I heard something great the other day. I met a young woman at a conference I spoke at, and she had the opportunity to meet one of my teachers, a man by the name of Kenneth Wapnick, who is very instrumental in A Course in Miracles being published and is a primary course teacher. And she went to see Kenneth speak, and, and she said, well, what am I here to do, Kenneth? What am I here to do? Really, you know, saying, what's my purpose? What's my goal? And he responds to her. He said, you are here to heal your mind. Oh, yes, and, yes. Isn't that beautiful, right? That is beautiful. Yeah. Well, and I'd like you to address some of the other generations because there was a part in your book where you talk about, you know, becoming this teacher, this guru, and, and leading so many people in a way that they recognize and discover themselves and start to heal the mind, but that you had gotten on spiritual cruise control. And oftentimes uh, people that are on, whether it's a spiritual path or a business path or whatever kind of path they're on, they can get to a place where they just feel pretty comfortable where they are so that they don't want to go a step further. Why did you know that it was time to expand, and what made you say, okay, I can do this and I can step past any doubt or fear that I might have about being larger than I am? Yeah, it's a big part that came up for me towards the end of the book where I talk a lot about how I really had to accept this this can be far bigger than what I expected. You know, so when when my accomplishments, my outside accomplishments, my inside accomplishments, when when my spiritual relationship had had been in a in in a capacity of what my ego could handle, it was all fine. But when things started to pick up and get bigger and 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 more synchronicity and more flow started to come in, my ego revved up its game and said, "This is too good to be true," as as it typically will. You know, and and there's that beautiful line from from a return to love that Marianne Williamson says, which is, which is, who am I not to be great, right? Because I am a child of God, 
And when we're when we're living in that way of thinking, I, I can't, I can't. That's, that's all ego, and that that came in for me. And so what I had to do was surrender again, and this was only a year ago, it was very deep into my practice, I had to surrender again and say, all right, universe, God, show me what you got, I'm ready for more, I'm ready to, to, to be in this world in a very, very big way, that's what I'm being called to do, and, and I'll do whatever it takes to get there, and I'll listen, and I'll be guided, and I will do everything I can to not block that flow, I continue to do that every day. And that's so true. That is, it is that ongoing step-by-step surrender because we don't know who we really are. And, and, and it is often our greatness that we're more afraid of than our, um, it's our light that we're more afraid of than, than it is our dark, as, as Marianne says. There's another place where you get really into uh, some of your personal growth, and it has to do with love and relationships. And that F word has a lot to do with things. So let's talk about the F word. Mm-hmm. So the F word is forgiveness, and <laughs> <laughs> forgiveness is the bedrock of a spiritual practice. It's the most important part of our practice. It keeps, keeps us, it sets us free. The practice of forgiveness is, is what releases us from the chains of ego. And when we carry on to that resentment and we hold on to it and we replay it and we repurpose it and we, we recycle it and we project it onto the future, inevitably what happens is, is that we're keeping ourselves stuck, small, and, and, and not in our truth and not, and not moving forward and not strengthening our faith. And so the practice of forgiveness is a major theme throughout the Spirit Junkie book and, and of course, in Miracles. And through forgiveness we can unlearn fear and reestablish love. And that, that is the primary principle of most of what I teach. And so people often are confused about, how do I start my forgiveness practice? And the nice thing about forgiveness, the way that I teach it as a course teacher, is that the first step is to really identify who we need to forgive. And the second step is to become willing and humble to allow ourselves to see our part in the relationship and see where we may have been playing a role forgive ourselves for that. And then the third part is to let God come forward and guide us to everything we need to create that forgiveness, to allow that forgiveness to come forward. It's not our job anymore. That's the neat part of the practice is that there does come a point when we can say, all right, show me what you got. I'm ready to try to do this. My guest today is Gabrielle Bernstein, author of Spirit Junkie, A Radical Road to Self-Love and Miracles. There's a foreword by Marianne Williamson. And in Spirit Junkie, Generation Y self-help maven Gabrielle Bernstein shares the story of her spiritual journey and shows readers how they, too, can overcome the fears that paralyze them and manifest the joy in their lives that they're seeking. Yet before Bernstein found the keys to success and happiness in her life, for more than 20 years she kept a journal of self-loathing, self-doubt, and calorie consumption. She wrote about heartbreak, anxiety, eating disorders, and trying to quit drugs while high on drugs. Today her journal entries reflect an empowered woman who uses her journal to honor herself. She's come a long way through hard work to overcome her addictions to love, drugs, food, work, and fear. Her primary guide on this journey to self-love was the metaphysical text, A Course in Miracles. And through all of this, what was broken became whole. And now we have an amazing teacher that is allowing her voice to be spread in the world in a different way that is touching the lives of many of her generation. You can connect to Gabby. Uh, connect to Gabrielle Bernstein at GabbyB.TV. That's GabbyB.TV. We'll be right back with Gabrielle. 
Awakened media for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I have a New York City ex-publicist and party girl that has turned into a guru for Next Generation on the show today. Her name is Gabrielle Bernstein, and she's the author of a best-selling book called Add More Ink to Your Life, A Hip Guide to Happiness, and her new release, Spirit Junkie, A road, Radical Road to Self-Love and Miracles. And in this story, she is giving you herself, how she transformed her life, offers her spiritual journey as a guidebook, and along with several processes, meditations, questions, uh, dialogue that really will support you in going deeper inside as well. So definitely pick up your copy. You can connect with Gabrielle at GabbyB.TV. That's GabbyB.TV. Gabrielle, I want to ask you, because you are such a great teacher of The Course in Miracles, what has been your most cherished lesson from The Course in Miracles? My most cherished lesson from the Course is patience. And there's a line from A Course in Miracles, which is my favorite line, which is, those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Isn't that a good one? And there's so many good ones. Isn't that a good one? Yes, that the Course in Miracles is filled with wonderful, wonderful information. And so for those of you who are not familiar with it, definitely connect yourself to that. What about in life, in, in your young life that you've had, what have you found has been your um, most cherished experience and, and experience of learning? Learning to let go of my fear of, of codependency. I've recovered from drug addiction and work addiction and food addiction, but recovering from love addiction was the greatest accomplishment in my life. And and my book, Spirit Junkie, is is a guidebook for people to create a spiritual relationship. It's also a guidebook for people recovering from addiction to fear and everything else. But it's also a great guide for anyone who is struggling with codependency. And that was my, my weakest link and my Achilles heel. And, and through my spiritual practice, I proud to say I have overcome that 
And oh, that's really that's like unleashing chains from your feet in a big way. Absolutely. I also want to ask, because so often, um, and, and human beings in general, you know, are addictive by nature. That's how we all are. We try to find something to pour ourselves into to not feel or to not see or to not have to uh, be in the presence of something else. And so even in releasing everything that is released, when we fall into a passion uh, of something, and I know this for myself because I was a workaholic for many years and then I fell into the passion of what I'm doing now, it's very difficult to strike that balance and not overwork and not get so involved in what you're doing that you, again, slip back a little bit. So I want to ask you, with all of the book tours and the workshops and the writing and everything that's going on, uh, have you found a moment where you went from um, having to to work, 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 or, or, or recognizing that I need to have the balance and I'm going to create the balance? Or, or is that something that's an ongoing uh, practice that you're working on? Oh, no, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head. It's keeping that balance is really important because when you are inspired by your career, you could be up all night writing and, and, and tweeting. and I could do it all day long because I love it. But there is so much more joy and so much more pleasure that life can bring me beyond my career, whether that be you know, pleasure from, from cooking or from spending time with people I love. And just when you're really inspired by your work, it can be really intoxicating and, and it can really take over. So it's quite important to be able to, to manage to balance both. And so the ways that I balance is, is making commitments to turn off the computer and, and taking downtime and planning vacations and, <laughs> and doing things that, that if I don't do these, if I don't plan them, I can stay really hooked into what I love, which is giving this content and doing this work. So it's, it's a blessing and a curse in some ways. We've got to be really conscious of not only doing that. Most Part of that. what we have to teach is people to find pleasure in everything, not just in your romantic relationship, not just in your career, not just, you know, you've got to find it everywhere. When was that moment that it went from reminding yourself to do things like to, to I need to do uh, my meditation or I need to, to take the time to rest or I need to write this article to embodying the lifestyle of spirit that you are? I believe in probably in the past year things have really tipped for me in that way of just being able to, to say to myself, to not even say to myself, to hear intuitively, time to, to, tonight you're going to sleep 11 hours. You know, last night I came home. It was, I had been on the road for three days, but I had had several lectures in, those, in that short time. And I was beat up. I was tired. My ing said, my inner guide said, you're sleeping for 11 hours. And as I told you, I woke up at 11.11 on the dot. <laughs> and, <laughs> and without an alarm clock. And... Um, and it was just, it was just, you know, it's just, it's, it, it came to me in about 2009 when I really started to accept that uh, this wasn't, there wasn't a spiritual part of my life, that I was living a spiritual life. And when I got that, then everything I do is, has to be connected to spirit. Every choice I make, every thought I have, every piece of food I put into my body, every tweet I send. And there's plenty of moments when I'm not connected, and so when I'm not, I forgive myself and start over. That's that's wonderful, and and that's the thing we 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 have to be okay with it when we're not there, and then um, the the 
the ideal knowingness is living that truth, living that spirit day to day, minute to minute in every everything that we do. I know that you have an amazing event coming up on 11-11-11, and I definitely want to share that with people so that they can attend. So I want you to tell us all about this fabulous thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. So on 11-11-11, I am leading a live lecture in New York City at the ABC Carpet Deepak home base, Deepak Chopra home base, and it is going to be myself lecturing for an hour about synchronicity and about how we can clear the blocks to that presence within us and access our really beautiful state of flow and be- become more conscious and aware of the synchronistic guidance that is around us and how to pay attention to it and what to look for. And then I will have a beautiful panel of amazing spirit junkies that will be leading with me and teaching with me people that I believe live in the 11-11 mentality. <laughs> and this will be live in New York, but it's also live on Ustream video. So if they're interested in, in coming, you can go to gabbyb.tv, G-A-B-B-Y dot TV, and all the details will be there. Wonderful. That's on 11-11-11. And again, the website is gabbyb.tv that you can connect. And the guest is Gabrielle Bernstein. The book is Spirit Junkie, A Radical Road to Self-Love and Miracles. And I want you to know that when you get this book, there are some wonderful things that you're going to get from it because there's a translation of several principles of A Course in Miracles so that they become more accessible and relevant to you. There's the important role that physical movement plays in developing your spirituality, that it's critical to plant the seeds of mindfulness in your children, how to find power in seemingly powerless situations. There's a practical approach here to beginning and growing your meditation practice and how the F word, forgiveness, is really crucial in assisting you in releasing the blocks in your mind and also releasing yourself from the chains that bind you. The yearning she sees in today's young women to build a life of happiness and inner beauty without sacrificing their sense of themselves in the world or to put another way, their desire to keep their monologonics next to their meditation pillow. This is an amazing little book that just lets you go into the spirit of this author and also let you see the spirit that's within you that's wanting to reach out and release and be a spirit junkie. So thank you so much, Gabrielle, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Wonderful to be with you. And I urge you to go out and get your copy of 1111 Magazine on stands right now. Again, it is the self-care issue, which is a huge piece uh, for all of us to understand how to become an artisan of self-care, to really take care of ourselves so that we can give to the world, so that we can be who we're here to be, so that we can receive what it is that is ours to receive. Our featured interviews in that issue are Barbara Marks Hubbard, Jack Canfield, and Ayanna Van Zant, And it is an amazingly beautiful, packed issue of information that will really help to guide you. In addition, my guest next week is Ricky Byers-Beckwith, and we're going to be talking about her new book release and CD. And upcoming guests will also be Barbara Marks Hubbard, Jack Canfield, Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes, Shakti Gwain, Deva Haley Mitchell, and Neil Donald Walsh. So I look forward to you to continuing to tune in on 1111 Talk Radio. I'm Simran Singh. Until next week, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.